The following is paid commercial programming. Third-party rankings are no guarantee of future investment success. Working with a highly rated advisor does not ensure that a client or prospective client will experience a high level of performance. Investment performance is not an explicit criterion because clients' investments goals differ. These ratings should not be construed as an endorsement of the advisor by any client. Generally, rankings are based on information prepared and submitted by the advisor. Statements saying that we told our clients to be out of the market in 2008 refer to recommendations made by MMWKM's principals while employed at Eagle Strategies LLC. The team that manages accounts at MMWKM are the same individuals with that responsibility at Eagle Strategies and at Cambridge Research from 2009 to 2011. MMWKM was created in 2011 and uses the same exit strategy. A more thorough disclosure of the criteria used in making these rankings is available by contacting MMWKM Advisors, LLC. And now, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for Money Matters. And here's your host, Ken Moray. We're in the money. We've got a lot of what it takes to get along. We're in the money. We are in the, the money. money. The skies old are sunny. You are through. You've done us wrong. And old man recession, you are through. You have done us wrong. Well, hello, 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 everybody, and welcome back to Money Matters with Ken Morayf. And of course, I am your host, Ken Morayf. And this is the show where we talk about everything and anything in the world of retirement planning. We talk about Social Security. We talk about your 401k. We talk about estate planning, income taxes. You name it, we talk about it. And we try to have more fun than a human being should be allowed to have when talking about all of this boring financial stuff. And this week's no exception because we have a ton of boring financial stuff to talk about. But before we go one step further, let me introduce myself. I am Ken Morayf, the host of Money Matters with Ken Morayf. Thank you, Jack. I have been a certified financial planner professional for over 20 marvelous, wonderful, and very exciting years. Wow! I feel good. And I do feel good. And all of the ideas we talk about on this show, these are the very same ideas we talk about with our beloved and most valued clients. And, uh, you know, we've been so blessed, so fortunate to help people. We, we specialize, our firm, uh, Retirement Planners of America, we specialize in uh, working with people that are over the age of 50, who are retired, retiring soon. And uh, recently, Barron's named moi, your faithful host, one of the top 100 independent financial advisors, actually for the seventh consecutive year. That's really something. I'm very proud of that. But without our clients, uh, I would be absolutely nowhere. So all you clients listening and those that aren't listening, I love you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So um, let me go over with you what we're going to talk about on this, our weekly excursion into the land of, first, of retirement planning. So first of all, I'm going to ask you a question and I'll let you ponder it. Okay. Kind of plant the seed there and let you think a little bit. Um, and that is, what is the first thing you need to do when you're planning for your retirement? What do you do first? You know, as the, old, as the old saying goes, first things first. So what is that? Well, I'll answer that question. <laughs> Jack is over here going, I don't know. Well, you're not supposed to know. You're supposed to be in suspense. You're supposed to be waiting because I'm keeping you on, tender, on, on pins and needles to find out what's the first thing. So we'll have that for you here in just a minute. Now, also this week, I want to talk with you about uh, the three phases of retirement and how to plan for them. Okay, so I guess the best way I could say the three phases is golf and golf, 
And that's phase one. Phase two is golf. And phase three is no golf. <laughs> it's kind of depressing, isn't it? But it's a fact. As you get older, you do less. All right? So hopefully you'll never not play golf. Or if you're a golfer, hopefully you'll have that always. But there are three phases of retirement. And financially, how do you plan for them? Okay, so you're going to be active, you're going to be doing all kinds of stuff, and then the next phase, etc. And so I want to go over with you how we do that with, uh, with our clients and uh, help you per perhaps to do the same for yourself or maybe come in and have us do it for you. Who knows? Also, uh, as we do every week, we talk about uh, questions about Social Security and strategies with regard to when to take Social Security, how to take Social Security. And, you know, it is a very complex situation to decide how to take Social Security and when to. In fact, the Social Security website, if you go there, it says there are 9,100 ways of filing for Social Security. And if you pick the wrong one, potentially you could be leaving thousands, if not tens of thousands of dollars on the table. So we want to help you with that. So we'll have for you questions and answers with regard to strategies on Social Security. And just recently, I read a book called Peaks and Valleys by uh, Spencer Thompson. Uh, he's the guy that wrote the book, Who Moved My Cheese? And uh, this book talks about how everything that happens in your peaks, well, first of all, he talks about the, the, his belief, which I agree, that everything in life, everything in the universe goes in waves. There are peaks and valleys, peaks and valleys. In nature, in the universe, with the stars, your heartbeat, light waves, sound waves, the stock market, you know, your life, everything, there are peaks and valleys. And he believes that everything that happens in your peaks is the result of what you did in your valleys. And everything that happens in your valleys is the result of what you did in your peaks. And as I was, I actually listened to books, I don't read them, but as I was listening to the book, it occurred to me that that is actually a very good investment philosophy as well. During the good times, you need to be preparing for the bad times, and in the bad times, you need to be putting things in place to get up to the good times again, right? Take advantage of the bad times when it's from an investment standpoint. So we'll talk about how to do that and the lessons learned from that later on in the show. And you know what, Jack? Most shows would actually stop right there. I mean, they'd say, you know what? If we did just that, we have done more than our listening audience could possibly want from a financial show. <laughs> Somebody stop me! No, don't you dare stop me. Because on this show, do we just go where people expect us to? Of course we don't. We boldly go where no financial show has gone before. And therefore, at about 10 till, we will have our estate tip of the week. Now, that is the time of the show where we talk about how to pass on to your greedy, unwashed, undeserving heirs the fruits of your labor. That's called estate planning. This week, however, we're going to talk about the most important inheritance of them all. So I'll, I'll tease you with another question. What do you think that is? What is the most important inheritance that you can leave to your greedy, unwashed, undeserving heirs? What is it? Well, we'll answer that one at about 10 till. So you'll have to stay tuned for the whole show to get to that. So we'll talk about that later on the show. So we have a great show lined up for you, and I hope you will stay tuned for the entire program. So, you know, as, uh, as, as I mentioned, we, are, uh, we, we specialize in retirement planning, so we work in that area. And we have two goals for our clients. One is for their money to last. We want your money to last as long as you do. Okay, we want to support the lifestyle that you want for the rest of your life. And then secondly, we want you to have financial peace of mind. We want you to be able to sleep at night and not worry about all this stuff. And if we can do that for you, then we feel like we've delivered on what we promise. How very interesting. It is actually very interesting. 
Now, if you can name who that voice was, you are really old because that's from Rowan and Martin's Laugh-In. Okay, we're talking a long time ago. So anyway, let's talk about what is the first thing you need to do when planning for your retirement. What is that first thing? Well, I'll tell you a story to help illustrate. So let's say that you are on an airplane and uh, this airplane is flying from Tripoli which is kind of in the center of Africa. If you think of the top part of Africa, right in the middle, that's where Tripoli is. So you're, you're leaving Tripoli and you're on an airplane, you're flying to Cairo. So Cairo is in Egypt, all right, which is directly to the east of Tripoli. And you have to fly across the Sahara Desert to get there. So you're on an airplane, you're leaving Tripoli, you're flying, and you're flying across the Sahara Desert, and you know what happens? The plane crashes right in the middle of the desert. So... Everybody, what's the first thing you do? Well, you make sure everybody's okay. And in this story, it's, it, it's a good story. So nobody's hurt, okay? The plane crashed. You're down in the desert. Nobody's hurt. You start with that. You, you got your provisions. You took care of all that. So what's the first thing you do now? Well, the very first thing you have to do is you have to determine where you are. Where are you? Okay? Because you want to get to Cairo. That's the goal. So you landed, Right? Now, if you're south of, Ca of Cairo and you think you're north of Cairo, guess what? You're going to go in the wrong direction. So you may be east or west. You don't know where you are until you know where you are. So that's the first thing you have to do. Once you know where you are, then you say, okay, I'm here. That's where Cairo is. Now you can build a plan to get to Cairo despite the fact that you crash landed and didn't know where you are for the moment. So that's the most important thing. So when it comes to your retirement planning, it's the same thing. Okay, we know what you want. We, ha we, we need to start, we need to have a goal of, of Cairo. What, where do we want to be? But before we can do anything, we need to figure out where you are now. That's the first thing. How much money do you have currently? Where is it invested currently? What are your sources of income currently? What are your expenses? What expenses do you have coming up in the near future? We have to look at all those kind of things. How much social security will you get? Do you have a pension? So we have to look at all the things. Where are you today, right now? So then we can say, okay, if we want to get to Cairo, if we want to get to that retirement, then we have to look at where you are now and then build the plan to get you there. And once we build that plan, then we roll up our sleeves and we go to work. And that's the fun part. Actually, the most fun part is when you retire and we get to tell you, hey, get out of here. Go on a trip. Go see your grandchildren. You know, beat it. <laughs> You're bothering me. Get out of here. Okay? We want that to happen for you as well. So all of that. The first thing you do is you got to figure out where you are now. And that exercise, you know, sometimes is, uh, it, you know, we ask, uh, if you come in to visit with us as a prospective client, we ask you to go through all your stuff. We give you a whole checklist. And uh, I've had uh, many people tell me that that exercise of going through and figuring out where everything is, is, uh, is uh, there's a lot to do, but it's worth it. It's worth it to figure out where, where it all is. Are you organized or not? And it, it's, it's, a, it's a good exercise. Now, if you are uh, over 50, if you are retired or you are retiring soon. <laughs> yes. We would love to sit down with you and help you to uh, decide where your Cairo is, what does your retirement look like, and where you are now in the Sahara Desert, and help build that plan for you if you are not retired. Now, if you are already retired, we want to talk about how to stay on course and support your lifestyle, all those kind of things. So if you go to our website, it's rpoa.com, okay, Retirement Planners of America. So if you go to rpoa.com, uh, when you're there, you can sign up to visit with one of our retirement planners, and they'll sit down with you at no charge or obligation. 
information and go through everything with you. Also, if you'd like to, you can go to one of our seminars. If you can hear my voice, uh, most likely there's a seminar near you, and you can attend those. And uh, at the seminars, we talk about three of the worst enemies you have to your financial well-being. We talk about how to fight inflation, reduce your income taxes, and fight bear markets. We also talk at the seminar about when should you take Social Security, when you're 66, when you're uh, 70, when you're 62. We talk about the fact that the IRS... <laughs> Ouch. Yeah, those guys. They want to tax 85% of your Social Security benefits. I know. Tell me about it. So at the seminar, we want to talk about how to beat that if it's at all possible. We want to talk about how to calculate what your Cairo is. How, we call that your magic number. How much money do you need to have to retire on? We're going to talk about that as well. We have tons of information at our seminar, and we'd love to share that with you uh, and on our website. So the website is rpoa.com, rpoa.com. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about the three phases of retirement and how to plan for them. So stay tuned. This is Money Matters and I am Ken Morayf. This is Money Matters with Ken Morayf and of course I am your host Ken Morayf. Thank you, Jack. I am a senior advisor at uh, Retirement Planners of America, and we are a firm that specializes in retirement planning. We work primarily with people who are over 50, who are retired or retiring soon. And if that is you, then this show is designed for you. And uh, I have been a certified financial planner professional for the last 20 marvelous, wonderful, and very exciting years. And all of the ideas we talk about on this show, these are the very same ideas that we talk about with our beloved and and most valued clients. And you know, when I say that, I mean that sincerely. We love and value our clients to the bottom of our hearts. We are so I thankful. Love it. Very much so. And uh, in 2015, Forbes named our financial advisory firm uh, one of the top 100 wealth managers. And uh, without our clients, we'd have no wealth to manage. So we are so thankful for our clients for that one, too. So thank you, thank you, thank you. We're going to talk now about the three phases of retirement. And I guess, you know, when I was explaining this to a client uh, a little while back, he looked at me and he goes, so what you're basically saying, it's, uh, it's uh, phase one is golf and more golf. Phase two is golf. And phase three is no golf. <laughs> and I said, well, that sounds kind of depressing, but uh, yeah, kind of. So let me go over the three phases. And, and more importantly, I'm going to go over the three phases of retirement with you from a planning standpoint in terms of your cost of living, your expenses, and those kind of things, okay? So phase one is the first decade of your retirement. So let's say, just for conversation, you retire when you're 60. So that goes from 60 to 70, okay, that first 10 years. Now, during that first 10 years, what we've found with our clients is that it's a pretty active period. You know, a lot of times they, because they were working and they had their kids and they had this and that, they were kind of laid, they were tied down. They couldn't travel and do the things they wanted to. But now that they're retiring, they suddenly have time and they have, uh, you know, they don't have all the responsibilities. So, <laughs> yes. So what happens during this period is that uh, there's traveling involved. There's visiting with grandchildren. Uh, you know, if, if that's the, uh, the case, there, there's uh, lots of golf, as the client said. So there's all that kind of stuff happening. And so in general, what happens there is we plan for our client's cost of living to go up during that decade by 4% per year. Okay, so in other words, we're assuming an inflation rate of 4% per year. Now, when I say that, I just want to clarify, I'm not talking about the national economy's inflation rate. 
okay? Because the national economy inflation rate that they tell you, you know, with the CPI and all that, what they're talking about is everything. They're talking about diapers. They're talking about education and housing, all the things that if you're retired, in theory, you may not have. Hopefully, you don't have any uh, kids in diapers or any kids going to school yet anymore. You know, hopefully, you've gotten past all that. So the inflation rate for you personally is what I'm talking about, and we're being very aggressive here. So we're saying it's going to go up by 4% per year for the first 10, okay? So you're active, you're doing stuff, and in many cases, what you're doing is expensive. Traveling is not cheap. Playing golf, if you do it multiple times, it's not cheap, you know, especially if you want to get that uh, nice set of golf clubs, right? Those things. I don't play golf. I'm a tennis player, but man, those golf clubs. When people tell me how much they are, I, I, I don't think I'd play golf. I mean, a tennis racket is not that expensive. But anyway, um, so that's the first 10 years. Then the second 10 years, what we assume there is that you're kind of going to settle into a groove, okay? In other words, you've kind of gotten out of your system all the stuff you wanted to do. You know, you wanted to go bungee jumping, so you did it, and you got it out of your system. What, you don't go bungee jumping, Jack? No, you're not, that's not something that's on your bucket list. But anyway, so you, you start, uh, you, you get it out of your system, and now what you're doing is you're kind of settled into a groove. You're kind of doing your thing, uh, and so it tends to taper off. We assume at this, during this decade that your cost of living is going to go up by 3% per year. So still going up rapidly, but less rapidly than the first decade. I can tell you, though, that from my personal experience, and I, like I said, I've been doing this for 29 years now, um, I've found that our clients, when they turn around 70, that the amount of money they draw to live on kind of stabilizes. And it, it's an interesting uh, um, uh, uh, scenario because – I think what happens is that if you're getting $3,000 a month from your investments, about the time when you turn 70, it's like, that's all I'm going to take. It's like, I'm going to live within that 3000 That's my paycheck. That's what I'm living on. And we have conversations with clients sometimes that say, you know, you can spend more if you want. And they're like, nope, I got what I get. What I got is enough. I don't need any more. And so even though we're planning for a 3% increase, what we found is our clients in their 70s, each year, the amount they draw from their investments tends to stay the same. So in, in, in a weird way, it's like they have zero inflation. Now, the third decade is once you get into your 80s. And in this decade, what we use as our inflation rate on the cost of living is 2%. So we go four in the first decade, three in the second, and then two in the third. But again, we're being ultra conservative because when you get into your 80s, in a lot of cases, if you think about your parents and people you know who are in their 80s, they tend to slow way down, they do a lot less, they eat less, <laughs> they sleep less, and they spend less. In, in, in a lot of cases, uh, cost of living actually goes down once you get into your 80s. How very interesting. Yeah, my mother actually almost lived on her social security check. I mean, it's amazing. She was like, I don't want to spend any money, I don't need anything. So uh, again, in terms of planning, we want to be conservative, meaning we want to overestimate what your cost of living is going to be. And hopefully, if it's less than that, then what happens is we've got more money than we thought we would. And our goal for our clients is for your money to last as long as you do. And we want you to have financial peace of mind. So if we overestimate on your expenses and we turn out to be wrong on the good side, then guess what? You have more money than we thought you would. And that's not a bad thing. In fact, we think that's a good thing. So if you agree with all of that philosophical talk we had with regard to your cost of living and all that, and you'd like to visit with one of our uh, retirement planners or you'd like to attend one of our seminars, we have information for you about all that kind of thought process. And uh, you can go to our website. It's rpoa.com. 
arpoa.com. It's uh, Retirement Planners of America. And uh, when you're there, you've got options. One is you can uh, click to meet with an advisor. And if you do that, we'll schedule a time to visit. And it's no charge or obligation. If we can help you, fantastic. And if not, that's fine too. Okay, we will part friends. Um, Oh, thank you, Master. Well, Jeannie, you're welcome. (laughs) Also, if you'd like, while you're there, you can sign up to go to one of our seminars. And uh, the seminars, we have them near you. And at the seminar, we talk about uh, a multiplicity of topics. So let me tell you, first of all, we'll talk about how to calculate your magic number. This is how much money do you need to retire on, okay, in our opinion. We'll talk about five strategies that you can use to reduce your income taxes. All right, that's worth going for just that. We'll talk about uh, maximizing your retirement cash flow. How do you get the most cash flow from your investment? and your retirement plans. We'll talk about your 401k. Should you roll it over? How much risk should you take? Also, we'll go into some depth about social security. When should you take it? 62, 66, when you're 70. We'll talk about uh, uh, diversifying your portfolio, determining how much risk you should take. Once you know that, then you can back into how much, what, how you diversify your portfolio. So we go over that with you as well. Cool. I think it's very cool. We'll talk about three basic pitfalls that people fall into when it comes to retirement distributions. So we have a ton of information at the seminars. If you're over 50, retired or retiring soon, our website is rpoa.com and sign up for a seminar near you. All right, we are going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to answer how to maximize social security questions. So stay tuned. This is Money Matters and I am Ken Morafe. This is Money Matters with Ken Morafe. And of course, I am your host, Ken Morafe. Thank you, Jack. I am Senior Advisor at Retirement Planners of America, and I have been a certified financial planner professional for the last 20 marvelous, wonderful, and very exciting years. And all... You know, that was me on my first day when I came to work as a brand new financial advisor. That was me. I came to work in my loincloth, and uh, I was summarily sent home by my boss. It was like, no, not appropriate. But uh, be be that as it may, I have progressed. I actually now wear a tie, so I've, I've grown up. (laughs) But I've been a certified financial planner professional for the last 20 marvelous, wonderful, very exciting years. All of the ideas we talk about on this show, these are the very same ideas we talk about with our beloved and most valued clients. And uh, Financial Times named our financial advisory firm one of the top 300 registered investment advisors. And this year is the third time they've done that. So we're so very proud of that. But without our clients, Financial Times wouldn't even know who we were. So we know who to thank for that. So all you clients listening, I love you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, we're going to talk about Social Security now. And one of the thing, what I've been doing um, for the most part, I, I take a break from it every once in a while, but uh, for the last several weeks, is taking uh, questions and answering questions with regard to Social Security. And uh, one of the uh, things that I said was that if you, uh, if you want to file on your spouse, then that you can get um, retirement benefits on your spouse's record. And so apparently this couple went down to Social Security and tried to do that, and they were told that they could not. And so I got an email saying, you told us we could and we can't, and you're either misleading us or, you're, or, or you are uh, – uh, not very smart. <laughs> so basically, they, they said they went into Social Security, and they and so he's saying, can you cite, can you tell me where to go to confirm this? Because I was told literally by the Social Security person at the play at Social Security where we went, no, this is not possible. 
And uh, so the, the question they had was, he's 67, she's 63, she didn't uh, uh, put into the Social Security system. So they went to file to get her to get half of his, and they were told that she could not get anything. All right, well, since he's already collecting, all she'd have to do is, is file for her spousal benefit, and she will get it. That, I did not mislead. The person at Social Security is wrong, okay? So if, if her benefit is less than 50% of his, she is clearly entitled to a spousal benefit, no question. So what I would suggest is file online, okay? Because the Social Security Administration workers who process online applications are better trained the online ones than they are the frontline workers. And uh, if you want to go, you can go to, uh, uh, well, I won't give you the citing, but trust me, it is correct. You can, all right? So let me go back to questions, all right? Do I have time to answer questions, Jack? I'm kind of running long on that one. Ooh, okay, so this one is a husband and wife, um, and let's say he's 64, she's 63, and they're both currently working. The wife is looking to retire in one year at 64, and the husband wants to retire at age 70. So the husband at age 66 could get $2,458, and the wife at 66 would get $1,470. So she wants to retire now at age 64. Can she claim spousal benefits, meaning half of his, until she's 70, and then switch to her own benefit when she turns 70? The, uh, the answer is no, okay? What you're trying to do there is what's called a restricted application, and you can't do that. So, and the other thing is that, you know, what has to happen before you can claim on your husband's benefit is he has to be collecting. So if he's going to wait till 70, then you can't collect on his until he collects, okay? So you can't do that. So you either have to convince him to collect before 70, which depending on age and, and health and uh, income may not be a good idea, but you may want to tell him to collect now, and then you can collect half of his when you are 66. You'll get a reduced amount if you're 64. Okay, so if I haven't convinced you that Social Security is complicated, I mean, it's so complicated that even the people at the Social Security office, when you walk in there, give you the wrong answer. Okay, so, so what can I tell you? Talk to somebody that is trained in Social Security and can give you answers that can help get you to the right place and can document their answer as well. So here's what I would recommend. Go to our website. It's rpoa.com, Retirement Planners of America. And uh, when you're there, we have videos, we have articles, we have podcasts on uh, Social Security, when to take it, how to take it. And uh, even better yet, what you can do is you can click on Meet with an Advisor. If you do that, we'll schedule a time to visit with you and uh, we'll review with you your Social Security plan and we'll do that at no charge or obligation. But what we'll also, we want, we don't want to just look at Social Security in a vacuum, okay? That's that's not a good idea. What we want to do is look at your entire financial picture and how Social Security fits into that. So we're going to want to know, you know, your, your the, the big picture, but also what are your goals? What do you want to accomplish when you're retired? What's on your bucket list? You know, what does your second childhood without parental supervision look like? That's what we call your retirement. Does it include traveling? Does it include golf, grandchildren? Does it include climbing mountains, beaches? You know, what do you have in mind? What do you want to do? And uh, so we want to help you to accomplish your goals and get you there. So our, I don't know how to say I thank you, except I thank you. Well, you're very welcome, Frankie. So our website is rpoa.com, rpoa.com, and uh, hopefully we can help you. All right, so we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about lessons learned from a book I just read called Peaks and Valleys. So stay tuned. This is Money Matters, and I am Ken Morafe. This is Money Matters with Ken Morafe, and of course, I am your host, Ken Morafe. <laughs> 
Thank you, Jack. I am Senior Advisor at Retirement Planners of America, and we are a firm that specializes in retirement planning. We work primarily with people who are over 50, who are retired or retiring soon. And if that is you, we would love to meet you and see if we can help you. I have been a certified financial planner professional now for the last 20 marvelous, wonderful, and very exciting years. And uh, all of the ideas we talk about on this show, these are the same ideas that we talk about with our beloved and most valued clients. And uh, for this, uh, we, we, this year, the Better Business Bureau of uh, North Central Texas gave us the award that they called the Torch Award for Ethics. Wow! Yes, and we are very proud of that uh, because, you know, we believe in ethical behavior in all walks of life, but certainly in the financial services, when you are helping people with their money and investing and all that kind of thing, I, th I think it's uh, even maybe more important than in all other areas. So we're very proud of that designation, but you know what? But without, if we didn't have any clients to work with, we wouldn't have any awards to win. So we thank our clients for everything that we have. We are so blessed and thankful. Um, this, uh, we are going to talk now about our, the, the foundational philosophy that we have when it comes to uh, managing our clients' money. Okay? So we're, we, we look at the, 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 the full picture for our clients. So we look at uh, income taxes. We look at estate planning, which we call passing on to your greedy, unwashed, undeserving heirs, the fruits of your labor. Uh, we talk about Social Security and when and how to take it. Uh, so, so we want to look at the entire picture. But we also uh, help our clients by, by managing their money for them. And so we believe that you need to be diversified. We believe that you should only take as much risk as is necessary to accomplish your financial goals. So we want to push you down to the least amount of risk necessary. And we also believe that that isn't enough. We also believe that you can't just buy good investments and then diversify and then your job is done. We think you also need to have a strategy to sell, to get out. And You're a persistent cuss, Pilgrim. I am very persistent, Doug uh, Duke. <laughs> and we want to, uh, and we believe you should preserve what you've built. You shouldn't just buy and hold where, you know, and, and so that's why we have a strategy to address that. And in November of 2007, our strategy said to sell. And we told our clients and those of you who listened to the show at the time, and, all of, and also those of you who were uh, receiving my market alert uh, uh, email, we said to sell in November of 2007. We said to stay for all of 2008 during the credit crisis and the stock market crash. And we didn't say to buy until June of 2009. So those of you who followed our advice uh, on that did not suffer uh, lo large losses during the, the market crash. So we believe that for someone who is retired or retiring soon, it is particularly important to protect your principal from a big loss. And so there are trade-offs. Unfortunately, there is no perfect strategy that you know guarantees you that you will never lose money and that you'll make the most money possible and all that kind of stuff. There are people who will tell you they have that, but those people are not telling you the truth, in my opinion. So I was reading a book called, and, and, and so you have to give up something. And if you're going to be conservative and you're going to protect against losses, then you're going to give up returns during the good times in exchange for hopefully not losing as much in the bad times. And so interestingly, I was reading a book called Peaks and Valleys. And this book, it was written by Spencer Thompson, who wrote the book, uh, uh, Who Moved My Cheese? Remember that book? A lot of you probably read that or heard of it. But in the book, Peaks and Valleys, what he says is that your valleys... And he says, you know, in life and in everything, there are peaks and valleys. 
in the universe, the stars, the way they move around. Light has peaks and valleys. It goes in, in waves. Sound, your heartbeat, the weather, you know, the seasons. You name it, it has peaks and valleys. And in our personal lives, we have peaks and valleys as well. We have times when everything is going swimmingly, and we have times when we're having a lot of adversity and challenges. And so he believes that they're all the same thing. Peaks and valleys are the same thing. And you should treat them with a, I guess, a, a management viewpoint. And what he says is that your peaks are the result of what you did in your valleys, and your valleys are the result of what you did in your peaks. So what happens is that during your peaks, you think that you worked hard to get there, you deserve this, and so in a lot of cases, what happens is you get complacent, maybe you spend more than you should, you abandon some of the discipline that you had when you were down in the valley, you know, and all of that, and then because of that, it snowballs and eventually you have another valley. And then in the valley, then what do you do? Then all of a sudden, you got to get out of that valley, so you work hard and you, you, you cut costs and you, know, you, you scrimp and save and you do whatever it takes to get back up again, and, and the cycle repeats. So what he said was that when you are in a peak, you shouldn't sit there and be happy about it. You should prepare for the next valley. That's your job when you're in a peak. In other words, prepare for the next rainy day, just something that we all know about. So when you're in a peak, as we are today, with the market at all-time highs and everything that's going on, you need to be preparing now for that next valley. And then when you're in a valley, that's when you're, you're doing everything it takes to get you back to the next peak. And if you do that, then you're going to give up some of that peak. Right? You're going to have to give up some of that by putting it aside, being more conservative, not spending as much as you could have, investing more conservative so that when the next valley comes, you don't lose as much. And his view is that if your peaks are not as high and your valleys are not as low, if you can narrow that band and keep yourself in that range, that you'll live a happy life. There's no doubt about it. There's no doubt about it, in my opinion, either. And if you apply that to your investments... If you don't have, you know, and it's hard to do because we all want to make, you know, a year where the market goes up 20%. We want to make that 20%. And if in that year we made seven or five or whatever it is because we're being conservative, we feel like we're missing out. But don't feel that way, okay? Give up some of that upside in exchange for being conservative. And if you do it properly, I believe what will happen is that when the bad times come, when the valley comes, you will lose a lot less, and if you lose a lot less, you'll be a lot happier, believe me, okay? So if you can keep yourself in that range, be conservative. Don't be super aggressive. Don't go for the gusto when times are good. Make sure you're preparing for the next bear market. And that's what, you know, our strategy does. And, uh, you know, one of the criticisms that I've heard from people about us is, well, you don't make as much in the good times. Well, that's true, but that's by design. Because we're being conservative, we're giving up some of the upside in exchange for when the next bear market comes, we don't want to lose 30, 40, 50% when that happens. Okay, so that's just the way we are. Now, if you're over 50, if you are retired or retiring soon, I encourage you to go to one of our seminars. We have seminars near you. You can find them on our website. It's rpoa.com, rpoa.com, uh, Retirement Planners of America. And uh, when you're there, you can also get all kinds of information on uh, our, our philosophies, on Social Security, on uh, retirement planning. We, we specialize in that, and we want to help you if we can. So rpoa.com. All right, we're going to take a break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about how to pass on to your greedy, unwashed, undeserving heirs, the fruits of your labor. So stay tuned. This is Money Matters, and I am Ken Morayf. This is Money Matters with Ken Morayf, and of course, I am your host, Ken Morayf. <laughs> 
Thank you, Jack. I have been a, I am a, I am senior advisor at Retirement Planners of America, and we are a firm that specializes in retirement planning. And so we work primarily with people who are over 50, retired or retiring soon. So if that's you, we'd love to meet you. We'd love to see if we can help you. And I've been a certified financial planner professional for the last 20 marvelous, wonderful, and very exciting years. And all of the ideas we talk about on this show, these are the same ideas that we talk about with our beloved and most valued clients. And because of our beloved and most valued clients, Barron's named moi, your faithful host, one of the top 100 independent financial advisors, actually now the seventh year in a row. To infinity and beyond. Yes, Buzz, to infinity and beyond is right. So this is the part of the show where we talk about um, how to pass on to your greedy, unwashed, undeserving heirs the fruits of your labor. Okay, this is also called estate planning. And so this week, what I want to talk with you about is, I mean, and I'll, I'll pose it to you uh, in a question. What do you think is the most important inheritance of all? What is the most important thing that you can leave to the aforementioned greedy, unwashed, undeserving heirs? What could it be? What do you think? Well, I'll answer it. I'll give you my opinion. But first, Jack, can you play it? I know I'd go from rags to riches If you would only say you care And though my pocket may be empty I'd be a millionaire And, of course, that is Tony Bennett with Rags to Riches. And, you know, estate taxes, probate, all that kind of stuff, it's actually designed to do the exact opposite. It's designed to take you from riches to rags. We do not want that to happen to you. So every week at this time, we have our estate tip of the week. So let's talk about the most important inheritance of them all. What do you think it is? Well, I'll tell you what I think it is. I think it is your values. I think it's your morals. I think it's the way you view life and the way you think you should behave. I I think that's the most important inheritance. And you know, when you if you have children, what you do, what you spend most of your life doing is teaching them the way to behave, right? So what you're giving them is that inheritance of your morals, your values, your how how you should behave and how you should work and all that kind of thing. And you know, it's interesting because everybody has a different view of that. You know, for me, for example, um, it is honesty and integrity. That is the most important thing over everything else. And I asked one of my good friends, I said, if you were to say the one thing, you know, that you want your children to take away from you, in other words, you're dead and gone, and the one thing they remember, what did dad say? And he said, work hard. So for him, it's the work ethic, work hard. For me, it's be honest above reproach. Always. It doesn't matter. You know, if somebody leaves a paperclip on your desk and they walk out, you walk down the hall and you give it back to them. You don't keep their paperclip. Okay. I'm just that way. So what are your morals? What are your values? And so the the way that you can do this and think about how wonderful it would be if you could have this inheritance. And that is with, with technology today, with your phones, you can video yourself. You can set it up on your desk or wherever in the kitchen and video yourself, visit you and your spouse and tell your children, tell your grandchildren what you believe are your morals and your values and and your family's ethics, if you will, and leave it to them as an inheritance. There's no cost to you for this. 
the technology is free pretty much. It can be stored digitally potentially forever unless the technology changes and nobody can get to it anymore, but assuming it doesn't. And think about if you could watch a video of your great-grandparents or your grandparents um, telling you, you know, about they, how they grew up and what their parents taught them and, and what they believe are the most important things in life and the, the, the values and ethics that you should have to continue your family to be the way it, it should be. Think how wonderful <clears throat> that would be and what a great gift that would be. To me, that's more important than all the money, you know, all the stuff that people think of when they think of estate planning. I think that's one of the things that is not given enough value, but I think it is one of the most valuable. So do it. I would encourage you to do that. Live, give, give them a, a video gift of yourself, if for no reason that they get to see you speak to them, and that would be wonderful too. You know, I remember my father's uh, mother, she was a wonderful lady. She was an Italian woman. She was all of five feet tall. <laughs> She's a tiny little woman. And uh, she wore her hair in, in very tight bun behind her head. I never saw her hair down ever as long as I was alive, as she was alive. And uh, she was, uh, she didn't speak English. She spoke French and Italian. And I would love to be able to watch a video of her telling me about, uh, you know, what, what she believed were the important things in life. That would be so wonderful. So do it for your, for your kids and your grandchildren and for posterity. Anyway, that's our estate tip of the week. Doesn't cost you any money. You don't need lawyers. You don't need anything to do that. Isn't it great? Best things in life are free, as, as, uh, as the song goes. Now, one of the things I'd like to invite you to do is go to our website. It's rpoa.com, rpoa.com. And uh, when you're there, you have lots of choices. One is you can sign up for one of our seminars. We have seminars that are, that are designed for those of you who are over 50, who are retired or retiring soon. <laughs> Yes, and there are a lot of you out there. I know that. So if that's you, then uh, at the seminar, we talk about the three worst enemies that we see to your financial well-being, taxes, and we have five strategies to reduce your ta income taxes. Uh, inflation, we'll talk about what the best uh, uh, strategies are to fight inflation with. And then, of course, bear markets. And we'll talk about our philosophy of buy, hold, and sell, all right? Where you want to invest, yes, but you want to protect what you've built. And uh, that's a strategy where we told uh, uh, our clients to be out of the stock market in 2008 and half of 2009. So we'll share that one with you as well to prepare for when the next bear market comes. So we have tons of information at the seminar. We'll talk about how uh, and when to take Social Security. We'll talk about uh, your 401k, diversification. We'll talk about how to calculate if you have enough money to retire on. What if, what if you, you know, do you have that? And, and uh, so we'll help you with that. We call that your magic number. So we have tons of information. So go to our website, rpoa.com. Sign up for our seminars. We have webinars, podcasts, articles, all kinds of info, and we hope we can help you. So rpoa.com. Wow. You know what? This show is over already. I hope you've enjoyed it as much as I have uh, enjoyed doing it for you. We'll see you next week. Same time, same channel. Bye-bye, everybody. Of course not. It's only the beginning. Information presented should not be regarded as a complete analysis of the subjects discussed and should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell any of the securities mentioned. None of this show's content should be viewed as personalized investment advice. A professional advisor should be consulted before implementing any of the strategies presented. Different types of investments involve varying degrees of risk and therefore can be no assurance that any specific investment or strategy will be suitable or profitable for a client's portfolio. The tax and estate planning information offered on this program is general in nature. Always consult an attorney or tax professional regarding your specific legal or tax situation. Sound 
sound effects or anecdotes should not be construed as an endorsement of Ken Morafe or MMWKM Advisors, LLC. The firm only transacts business in states where it is properly registered or is excluded or exempted from registration requirements. Registration is not an endorsement of the firm by securities regulators and does not mean that the advisor has attained a particular level of skill or ability.